The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. The Gospel of the Lord. If you look at the entire life of Jesus, he does not spend much of his time preaching. They say he was crucified around the year uh, 33 years of age, and he only spent about two to three years going around preaching. And he would go to one place to the next and, and preach about God's kingdom. His first message when he began to preach was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And he's come into this world to teach us a lot of things that are most important about God, about eternity, about how to live a good, holy life. And we see in the gospel today that he's telling us that this kingdom of God or this kingdom of heaven has to be our number one priority. He uses this example of referring to it as a treasure that's buried in a field and someone's going to sell everything he has so he can have this treasure. Or he refers to the kingdom of heaven as a pearl of great price, something so valuable that one would give up everything they had in order to possess the kingdom of heaven. Now, when we hear this teaching of Jesus, we can understand that it means that we need to make sure that our relationship to God is most important in our life. Now, it's true that we have a lot of other things going on in each of our lives that are important, things that we have to attend to and responsibilities that we must meet. We cannot neglect our obligations. But Jesus is telling us, it's like an urgent message because he doesn't preach too much, but he's telling us in his preaching that you've got to see the kingdom of God. You've got to see your relationship to God as most important. It sounds like a very simple lesson but the Lord Jesus, elsewhere in the gospel, actually throughout the whole gospel, he teaches us how to practice making our relationship to God number one. You know, if we think about it, if we really examine ourselves honestly, there are times, probably a lot of times, where our relationship to God is not our most important priority. You know, we may come to church, but then the rest of the day we forget about the mystery of God, we forget to pray, we forget to have faith. Well, Jesus is telling us we really have to work on making God number one in our lives. There's one thing that he gives us that we hardly ever think about when we think of the words, but they can help us to work each day in making our relationship to God number one. And this thing that Jesus gives us is the Our Father prayer. The Our Father prayer is, is the prayer Jesus taught us. It's amazing that when we say this prayer, we learned it from the mouth of Jesus Christ himself. He taught us these words, the Our Father prayer. And we know 
that this is how we are to pray. It's one of our most important prayers. It's actually our most important prayer to the Lord. But the words in the Our Father also contain a ton of wisdom from Jesus Christ himself. And I really think that the words of the Our Father prayer can help us to make God our number one priority every single day. They begin with the words, Our Father. And those two words mean that we have to see that God is our source of life, that we owe our existence to God. Have you ever wondered why you exist? Have you ever wondered why you exist now and you don't exist 100 years from now or 100 years before? Well, the answer is found in those two words, our Father, God. God made you, God loves you, he created you according to his wisdom and love. He has given you a goodness in your existence. By the fact that you exist, you have a goodness within you always. We cannot forget that. The next thing is we say, our Father who art in heaven. And so what Jesus is telling us is to believe in eternal life, to believe that there is an afterlife, to believe that there is a reality right now that is bigger than the whole universe, and that's heaven. This belief in heaven is actually the secret to have hope in life. Because hope means that we look forward to something good that we're moving towards. And if we ever get to the point where we feel like we're not moving towards anything good in our life's journey, we've lost hope. Have you ever got to that point in your life where you're like, there's nothing to look forward to? That means you've lost hope. Well, Jesus in the Our Father prayer, he's telling us we gotta have hope in God. We have to see that heaven is our ultimate happiness and if we are faithful to the Lord, we are moving towards that hope every single day. Then we say the words, hallowed be thy name. Now we know this means that we believe God's name is holy, but those words, hallowed be thy name, are words of praise. They're words of worshiping the Lord. Now, think about this for a moment. We know that God is all powerful and all good, so we should worship him. But when we go through hard times, when things go against us and everything seems to be falling apart, sometimes when we think of God, we don't praise him. Sometimes we question him. Sometimes we're like, where are you, Lord? Sometimes we're angry with God, and that's totally understandable. But Jesus is telling us, even when you go to the cross, when everything seems to be going against you, and everything seems to be just plain wrong going on in your life, you've got to praise God. Hallowed be thy name. That's our prayer. I want to tell you that if you go through a tough time and you become angry with God and you turn against God, I understand that. I wouldn't condemn you for feeling that way, but you can't stay there because it's not gonna help you. You have to praise God. It can be so hard when things are going against you and everything's a disaster in your life. It's hard to praise God in those moments, but this is the wisdom of Jesus Christ in the prayer he gives to us. You praise God in every situation you find yourself. I think that's gonna make a big difference in how you endure whatever cross that comes to you. Then we say to the Lord in this prayer, thy will be done. What that means 
is that doing the will of God is something that should give us direction. The Ten Commandments is something that we should refer to as our guideposts in life. But it also means that we have to trust that God's will in every circumstance we experience is going to be worked out for good. That's something that we lose, that trust in God, when we don't understand what's going on in our life. But Jesus tells us, you say to the Lord, thy will be done. So that means we want to live a good holy life, but we also want to trust that God is taking care of us. He's got a plan, and we have to trust in him. We might not understand what it is. We might think it's not exactly the way it should be. But the Lord Jesus tells us this eternal wisdom. We say to God, thy will be done every day. Then we ask God to give us our daily bread. This means that we have to see that the Lord is the source of everything that we have. And this part of the prayer is actually the way to overcome any jealousy or envy that you feel in your heart towards others. I tell people that if they struggle with jealousy or envy, which is something easy to do, you know, you see someone whose things seem to be going great for them and you're like, man, I wish I had that going on in my life. You start to feel a kind of jealousy or envy. Well, a good thing to do, at the end of each day, think about the good things that came to you that day. Start to list them in your mind and say, thank you, Lord. That's your daily bread. Jesus truly does provide for us our daily bread. Then we say to God, we ask him to forgive us our trespasses. Now this is important. It means we have to believe that God is merciful. You know, none of us are perfect. And at some point, you're going to need God's mercy. And if you don't believe that God is merciful, that's going to be really hard for you. Years ago, I met a young man who, he was actually in prison, and I had a conversation with him, and, and he had told me that he believed in God, he believed everything that he had heard from his Catholic upbringing, but there's one thing he did not believe. He did not believe that God was merciful. Somehow in his life, someone planted a seed in his mind that God would never forgive him for any of the wrong he ever done. And it's something that he wrongly believed since he was a kid. If you believe in God and you don't believe he's merciful, that's gonna weigh you down very badly. And I told this guy that God is merciful and he loves you. And he listened to me. I was the first person in his life to tell him that God loved him. But then we got the hard part. In this wisdom from the Our Father, we ask God to forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. To forgive others, the first requirement is they have to hurt you. That's not easy, is it? Someone has to hurt you through their negligence or even through their malice. And Jesus says, you gotta forgive. We say to God, forgive me to the degree, to the degree that I forgive others. Forgiving others is important. It doesn't mean that we, we support the evil that they did. It doesn't mean that we forget or fail to fight for justice. We have to do that. But it means we don't hate. We don't hate anyone. We love them. Forgiveness is 
an important part of living our relationship to God. Then finally, we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This wisdom means that there is evil. There is temptation, there is sin. And we ask God to keep us free from that. But it also means that we ourselves cannot bring sin or evil into the lives of others. How hypocritical it would be of us if we said the Our Father prayer and then we brought evil into someone else's life. We hurt someone or we were malicious if we lied to someone and really ruined their lives. That would be hypocritical. So, this gospel teaching today, very brief, that we have to see that God is our number one priority. How can we do that each day? Think about it when you recite the Our Father. There is so much wisdom there. Dear brothers and sisters, may we try to live each day by the simple Our Father prayer. In this way, we will be in the right place spiritually, we will have our priorities straight, and we will live right now for the kingdom of God.